Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. What is going on everybody? Hope you enjoyed that new intro music. We actually got to play it today, unlike on yeah. Tuesday when we messed up. But that is pretty cool entrance music for us there. It is the Thursday NHL Strategy Show, sponsored by Bet365. I'm sure some of you might be coming in a little bit late since it's MLB opening day. But if you're coming in a bit later and you're listening to this on podcast, make sure to smash that like button. Make sure to subscribe. How's your uh, Wednesday? Well, three game slate. Did you play much at all? No, didn't play last night. Uh, three games. One of those games was Washington and the New York Islanders. I couldn't not enter fast enough, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So, yeah, no, did play yesterday. Um, I did watch a bit of that Colorado Minnesota game last night. I mean, we talk about Colorado possibly being a juggernaut, they got to get healthy. It's that simple. Like right now they're missing their, basically their entire second line. They got through the playoffs last year with two lines. I don't think they can do it with one. They really need both Landis Gog and Lekkanen back if they want to make a deep run. But uh, Minnesota's looking good. As long as that goaltending holds up, uh, Minnesota's going to be a tough out. But uh, relying on Fleury and Gustafson for a deep playoff run could be a little bit worrisome, but I guess we'll see how they do. I don't know. I think they should ride Gustafson in the playoffs. I think, you know, I don't know if Flurry can handle like back to back to back seven game series if they make it that long. You know what I mean? So I think, uh, but whatever. You know, it's Minnesota Wild not on the slate. Rangers Devils important game in the Metro there. If the Rangers win, they move into the second in the Metro. Rangers also re-signed Heedel to a very team friendly deal. They needed the, uh, a team friendly deal there, and they got one probably for four years. That's going to be an issue. You know, he's going to get another payday if he continues yeah, to get yeah that, this is his last contract with the rangers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know in the short term it's very yeah. good but yeah got, oh we should we got a shot a shout out mr oliver atticus oh yeah 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 i mean yeah he's winning every night if he's not winning he's you know you know sliding into the winner's dms telling him i don't know how you got on that lineup you know what i mean 
Oh, is a is a treasure. He is a treat in our Discord. Yeah, shout out Ollie, uh, big big member of the Discord. Like you said, he's just been. I, I like. I don't know about the first half of the season, but I know since the All Star break, at least he's been on a really good tear. So congrats to him. Hopefully, he can keep up that this little big heater he's on now. Yeah, he moved up in stakes from last season. I'm pretty sure he was grinding the little stakes, like the twenty five and dollar. And he won enough to get up into the stakes, and he's been crushing. So that's it's nice to see. Yeah, we have an eleven gamer tonight. We have uh, the Spinorama. I just I just want to say DraftKings, DraftKings scheduling the spring Spinorama for the same day as as MLB opening day, and then only making it like thirty entrants bigger than their normal Thursday three thirty three. They have satellites for it for a month. Just run run like satellites to some big ass PGA Millie Maker for the Masters next week if they're just gonna do that. I don't know why they didn't run it on Tuesday. I mean, it, it was the last day, the last big slate of the season where there's gonna be no baseball. I mean, there's basketball, obviously, but no baseball um at all. Uh, no final four, nothing like that. If you decide to go up right against opening day MLB, that's they just messed up big time. It's, there's no other way around it. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. I'm glad it wasn't on Tuesday because my lineup was atrocious. Have a ticket for tonight. Exciting times. Before we get into this, turn to download the stochastic. Uh, don't forget to sign up for the stochastic Hall of Fame. Excuse me. By changing your avatar on DraftKings and FanDuel. Easy enough. Go to stochastic.com backslash avatar, download it, change your avi to that, place in the top three of a contest with over 5K contestants. Much easier now that MLB is live, which means you can actually enter contests with over 5,000 contestants. And if you do, you can tweet the win to stochastic HOF on Twitter or email us with your screenshot. Now, as long as it's over 5K contestants, doesn't matter. It could be the dime time. It could be you know, the, the quarter arcade, it could be some, you know, big ass 300 or something like that. And then you win a free month of stochastic plus platinum. Uh, also you'll get a shout out on our weekly hall of fame segments. So that is pretty cool. As we mentioned, we are sponsored by bet 365. We have a great deal for you, uh, with them in a little bit, but let's get into this slate. First one is a doozy and a half. We have the blue jackets with a 2.3 total heading into Boston. The Bruins have a 4.3 total. Michael Hutchinson, Linus Olmark are confirmed. I feel like every the past like four or five shows, because we've mostly done Tuesday and Thursday shows on these big slates. Boston has a massive total. They're not getting a ton of ownership. Uh, but we have a super chat. Let me do that before we start, you know, slandering you know, Boston and Columbus here, but said so, uh, from Nicholas, he says, play second in the top shelf on DK for 10 K Tuesday night. Great call in Detroit one. Appreciate you guys. Also Chuck dynasty with a 1999 super chat took down the FanDuel 33 super goal on Tuesday. Couldn't have done it without the great Detroit one call. Keep up the elite takes boys. I woke up Wednesday morning, right? I wake up pretty early, but you're an hour ahead of me. You woke up, we, we wake up about the same time, yeah. but you're ahead. And I, I see a message from Cliffy and DMs going, 
swapped from Detroit 1 to uh, Winnipeg 1, and I loaded into the NHL chat and saw nothing but people winning with Detroit 1. I swear congrats to you guys. So, yeah, like we, we loaded up. Um, I, I, I had Detroit 1 plus Cedar, and I decided to go Winnipeg 1 plus a punt or something like that. Obviously, Winnipeg got shut out. And yeah, I open up the Discord the next morning. It's like, thanks for the Detroit one, one seven K. Thanks for the Detroit one, one ten K. Thanks for the Detroit one, one twenty X last night. screenshots of Detroit one. <laughs> oh man, I just gotta listen to myself once in a while. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, congrats to you guys. Um, Really nice night from a lot of our uh, subscribers on Tuesday night. Thankfully, you guys ended up playing uh, Detroit. So, Mr. Barrett, thank you very much for that $100 super chat. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, congrats on the great hit. And same thing to you, Chuck. Um, we really do appreciate that super chat. Um, they certainly help us out a lot. Um, and congrats on the takedown. Um, it's really nice to see. We don't know what these prize pools are going to look like over the next couple of weeks until – playoffs hit and MLB's interfering. So um, it's nice to get a win in before baseball starts. Congrats to you guys. Let's hope we can do it again here tonight. Yeah. Not only were you on Detroit one, you also had Larkin as your hat trick pick. And there was a hat trick on that line as well. Oh, it's just, it's just an absolute disaster on my part. Uh, yeah, no, so but like, we do that a lot and neither of us played Detroit one. Yeah. Like it always happens that way. I mean, sometimes you swap, like, you know, I had a bank back in like November, I think it was November with St. Louis, where I swapped 30 minutes before and I swapped to the nuts. Yeah. Sometimes it does work out. <laughs> it certainly did not on Tuesday, but it did work out for people watching the show and subscribe to Stochastic. So I'm glad it did. Speaking of St. Louis, St. Louis without Buchnevich, Hawks without Seth Jones, that game is it. We'll get to it. Yeah. We'll get to it. But yeah, let's talk about these Bruins and the Blue Jackets here. I feel like I was saying we every slate that we've or every show that we've been on the past few weeks feels like Boston has a massive total. They're not getting a ton of ownership. This is I feel like of all the last like four or five shows where Boston's been on the slate, I feel like this is the most playable if they've been. One, I mean like they've had massive they've had like a four total for three weeks now. But like they have a four point three. Blue Jackets are horrific. Michael Hutchinson just isn't it. Ozzy's all about Boston. I don't know, man. Like, if you want to go to the top line, that's fine. I think the Pasternak line or like a one-off Pasternak is where I'm looking. Yeah. Um, one thing we should mention about Pasternak as well is he's starting to play kind of like that Alex Ovechkin role on the power play where he's basically playing both halves uh, of the power play now. So it does give him a little bit of um, added upside, if you want to say, because he's just going to get even more power play time than he was. One thing I wonder about, though, is that it seems like they're splitting the power play time of the other guys. So like Marchand and Bergeron not playing a whole ton more um, than like, you know, Bertuzzi or something like that. So it is nice that Pasternak's on both halves of the power play. Um you know, there's still ice time concerns. Like these guys are going to be playing probably 16 to 18 minutes if we're lucky. Um, you know, Bergeron, he's not shooting the way he was, but he's still near three shots per game over his last 10 games, which is a good sign, which is good enough. You know, 
I think he was at like 3.8 for the full season last year. So it's definitely been a decline, but he's still shooting. Um, I kind of like Boston one here for the specific reason that the Columbus top line has just been really bad defensively basically this entire month, which makes sense when, you know, I, I think they're to the point now where all six starting defensemen are either traded or injured. So like Columbus, I think other than Bockvist literally has an entirely new blue line. So it makes sense that the Columbus top line is struggling defensively. Um, I just think it makes for a tremendous matchup for that Boston top line. I'm still having a hard time playing Boston for the specific reason. Like, it is such a big slate. They are cheap. I think they're going to come in relatively, you know, they're going to come in double-digit ownership. There are other spots that are going to be a lot lower owned that you can go to, right? Um, you know, we'll get to the Rangers in a second. There's certainly the Rangers, certainly New Jersey. Um, Ottawa is a little bit more expensive um, in a pretty good spot. Um, you know, there are, you know, Pittsburgh, certainly there are, other spots to go to besides Boston. So um, I do, uh, I do still like Boston one. I just think there are other spots to go. Um, I'm with you. I kind of like that Pasternak one-off call. I think I might look for the cheaper options as well um, and not focus so much on the high end guys. Um, you know, Boston, there's nothing to really a whole lot to say. Boston's in a great spot. It's a great matchup, et cetera, et cetera. It's just, you know, do they really push enough to put up six or seven or eight goals as we've seen other teams do against this Columbus roster? I think there are reasons not to play Boston despite that high total. Um, people are going to have to decide for themselves if they want to risk, you know, Bergeron playing 14 or 15 minutes here tonight because this this should be a walk. I'll mention Columbus one pretty briefly because as much as they're struggling offensively, they're at least generating by an above average rate. And Boston's defensive, I was looking at Boston's defensive numbers since Dmitry Orlov got there, and they've gotten significantly worse. Uh, like, I'm not talking like just a little bit worse. I'm talking from two point, I think it was 2.0 expected goals against, 1.9 expected goals against per 60 minutes through the first four and a half months of the season. And then 2.9 since Dmitry Orlov got there. Like their expected goals against has gone up 50% um, since Orlov got there. Uh, the goals, the actual goals against have also climbed by about 60% since Orlov got there. That was the concern about Boston trading for Orlov is he's very, very good offensively, but he is not good defensively. And he's making the lines worse defensively to the point where that Bergeron line is basically league average defensively now, which is not good considering how elite they had been. I think there's merit to including Columbus one in your MMEs. If you're playing 50 lineups, hundred lineups, whatever, I would probably have, you know, one to three Columbus ones here. Um, Cause it, it, you know, we're at the point now where Orloff has been there for five weeks. This isn't a tiny sample anymore. Um, I still do like, um, I still don't like Columbus in a single entry or anything like that, but MME, I think you should really keep that top line in mind, at least, you know, like a two man or something like that. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? 
you can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Uh, you're on mute, eh? I'm muted because the dogs are going nuts at the Amazon delivery driver. I was saying um, we saw on Tuesday the Rangers put up six goals against Columbus, but it was pretty spread out. So, like, unless you're getting concentrated goals from Boston here, it is tough to get to double digits on them. So, Florida Panthers with a 3.9 total heading into Montreal. The Canadiens have a 2.9 total. Mac Guiza is probable. Guiza. Samuel Montembeau is confirmed. I'm not sure why we haven't bet the over on this game yet, but here we are. Florida won to beat the Leafs in overtime last night. I don't know what Willie Nylander was doing in that overtime last night. I love to see it. You love to see it. But anyway, Verhage was back with uh, Barkov and Duclair. Also, they took Verhage off the top power play unit for Ekblad, which is just – that's for another day. Like, I, I just don't have time to get riled up about this. There's <laughs> way too much going on. But Verhage did go back with Barkov and Duclair, and last year that line was insanely good. There's no matchup concerns here for, you know, going into the Canadians. Like, I, I kind of wish, like, it was Verhage, Barkov, Kachuk, and we can just load it in. But like, it's not. You see the ownership on that Barkov line. It's pretty high. I think for that reason, I'm going to go to the second line of Oosterine and Kachuk Lindell. I think there's merit to go to the Canadians here, and th- there's not too much ownership. I see Sean Fer- Farrell up on that second line, Gurianov and Juran. I-, I think you can go to, to Suzuki Hoffman here. Uh, they're coming at like 6%, which, you know, it's all right. But, like, this Panthers team's leaky. If it is this guy in net, he couldn't beat out Alex Leon for the third spot. So I don't know. I like both sides. Yeah, I I think this morning they had Farrell next to Jake Evans and Gallagher. Like he was with Gurianov, and then they're moving into that. I mean, it doesn't make that huge of a difference, but um, we should point that out. As far as the Florida goaltending, they said Bobrovsky was sick. Um, whether he's well enough to play tonight, we're not going to know until warm up. I mean, we'll just mention it right now. We'll talk about goalies at the end of the show. But if 
that Mac does the plays, he's 6,500 against Montreal. So, you know, that could change a lot about the slate tonight if we have a $6,500 goalie going up against the Montreal Canadiens. Um, I'm going to start on the Montreal side because I was talking about it on Twitter earlier this morning. But just in general, one thing that Suzuki and Harvey Pinard have been able to do that Suzuki and Caulfield weren't earlier this season is get to the net. Um, that's something that that the Caulfield Suzuki duo didn't do a lot. They did a lot of like cross ice passing and you know side switches and stuff like that. They weren't um, you know trying to get the puck down low and trying to you know battle in front of the net to get those five, six, seven foot shots shots off. They're looking for the twenty five foot off angle shots on an empty net or something. They changed the way that they're that they've been playing and. I can't imagine that's going to hurt against the Florida Panthers because like you said, this is not a good defensive team. Um, This is a team that has issues in front of its net on its own, whether Aaron Ekblad's on the ice or not. Um, So I I'm with you. I don't mind that Montreal top line. Uh, Like they're coming in a little bit over owned five to 6% DraftKings ownership. We have them a little over 3% top two stack. That doesn't worry me uh, on a slate this large. What worries me would be going into the Barkov line. Um, Barkov and Duclair, like I was looking just this season alone, 2.2 expected goals against for 60 minutes. It's a, a fair bit better than the league average. And like you said, they have a good sample going back to last year as well. Um, I don't think it's a very good five-on-five matchup for Montreal, um, but it's not about power play matchup. The power play has been better since Mike Matheson returned to the lineup like a month ago. Um, Florida does take a ton of penalties. It's back to back on the road. Like there is, a, I think there are reasons to play Montreal one here tonight. I certainly don't mind them. Um, the Montreal depth, I'm not super keen on. Um, like Sean Farrell, I was talking about this in our Discord. It, like it would, it would depend on who you talk to. He's certainly one of the three or four top Montreal prospects if you exclude Slavkovsky and just include him as an NHLer because that's that's where he played this year. He would, you know, probably be a top three, maybe the number two prospect for the Habs. And Montreal doesn't have a bad farm system. So, like, there are expectations here. Um, I'm just worried that they're going to come in pretty overall because those depth Montreal lines are primed to fit with, like, a full Tampa stack or a full Edmonton stack or something like that. Um, so that would be my one concern. Other than that, I think it's fine, but I, I, I would actually probably go to the Joanne Gurian offline again. Um, I know it feels like I'm beating my head against the wall, but they keep generating. They just got to eventually kind of finish. So I do like that Joanne Gurian off, you know, two man, if you want to go uh, in that direction on the Florida side, uh, uh, like I do like Florida here, um, especially with Verhage on the top line. Like I'm not super concerned about the Montreal matchup. Um, what concerns me is Verhage being taken off the power play because, you know, we've talked about it in our discord. The power play has been better with Verhage there. It's just, they're at the point of the season where they can't afford to go like two straight games without a power play goal. Cause two games without a power play goal might mean missing the playoffs. That's, you know, that's how tight it is for them right now. So I think that's why you kind of saw a change up. But over the course of the season, it just hasn't broken that way. And if they're making their power play worse because they're kind of panicking, it doesn't make me want to play them anymore. Um, I 
kind of like that Kachuk looks to Ryan in two man. Um, it, they're fairly cheap. Like Kachuk is the driver of the offense on this team. Even though he's on the second line, I would probably include him in any Florida stack. Like I think Florida one is perfectly fine to play. I would probably take off uh, one of the wingers and put in Kachuk though, because he is such a driver of their offense. It's hard to leave him off the stack. Both teams take a lot of penalties. Both teams typically don't have a good penalty kill, though Florida's has been better of late. Um, so I do like a lot in this game. Uh, I'll say I would probably lean more towards Florida too, because I don't want you know, the power play correlation doesn't really matter that much to me uh, in Montreal one, though I think there are reasons to play basically three lines on either side here. Yeah, this also feels like a massive letdown spot for the Panthers. Like, they had to win yesterday. They have to win tonight. But, like, going into Toronto, coming back the way they did, I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's no stats for letdowns in this and that. So, who knows? Maybe I'm talking out my ass. New York Rangers with a 3.1 total heading into New Jersey. The Devils have a 3.4 total. Igor Shesterkin is confirmed. Vitek Vanacek is probable. Here we are. Like, the Rangers... Your top three lines, like they, they split ice time. It's kind of like the Dallas Stars conundrum here. They just uh, – Trocek's been getting the most time at like 17 and change. Everyone else is playing, you know, 16, 17. Patty Kane plays like 13, 14 minutes because he's not on the ice at the end of the games. The kids don't play much. It's – I mean, much. They play like 13, 14. I'm not like – I'm not super – Thrilled about playing the Rangers tonight. The kids line maybe would be the one I go to here. Like that he's your matchup for the Zabanjan line. Not it. Like, I guess you could play like Kreider and Kane and Trocek, but I don't know. I, I'm not super thrilled about playing the Rangers tonight. Also not super thrilled about stacking the Devils against Igor Shesterkin because where Shesterkin has struggled is on the penalty kill. And the Devils power play has been awful. The first year, anyway. So, I don't know. Six and a half total, but I don't like too much in this game. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to start on the Rangers side. The, the one line I would have interest in is Rangers 2 for this reason. Um, the Rangers top line, the Spanish ad line, is going to go into Hishir and Meyer, and that's just a brutal matchup. So, I, I will just exclude them. The kid line was a line I considered initially today as a filler, Hedo Lafreniere and Kako. But uh, with the way New Jersey has their line set up, Eric Hall and Thomas Tatar is the third line. That seems like a pretty bad matchup for the kid line as well. The Hughes line, however, is with Palat and Bratt on the wings, is below average defensively this season. Um, allowed north of five goals against per 60 minutes of five on five. Now that's on the goaltending, not necessarily the defense, but like I said, they are below average defensively. Um, they're allowing a ton of shot attempts against like well north of 60 per 60 minutes, which is that's kind of porous um, even in the modern NHL. And the Rangers second line has been the best at generating offense of their top six lines. So you get two guys on the power play, even though I don't think it's a good power play spot. It's not a bad matchup of five on five. And they're the line that has been generating. If anything, it would be Rangers two for me, but I'm with you. I don't have a ton of interest on them on the devil's side. Um, 
it would probably be the New Jersey top line. And they are a line I'm considering here tonight. Um, they're not my favorite line or anything like that. Like my favorite, like top premier stack. Um, but they're not coming in with any ownership. One to 2%. They're one of the better leverage lines by our top stacks tool here tonight. Um, Meyer and Hishier have been generating quite a bit of five on five. Now the power play, you're right. The power play has been an issue and that's something they got to get corrected before playoffs roll around. But at five on five, at least 4.6 expected goals per 60 minutes with Hishier and Meyer on the ice, 5.6 actual goals per 60 minutes of five on five. That's like the over double the league average. They're generating a ton and they're actually scoring. Um, the problem is, is like they aren't putting up huge numbers because like you said, the power play isn't good and you need that to come through to really achieve that next level of DFS, um, you know, status, I guess, on a game to game basis. But they can get there in a single game. There's no ownership. They have been generating a lot. I don't mind, and that Rangers top line, 3.3 expected goals against per 60 minutes, three actual goals against per 60 minutes of five on five. They haven't been good defensively. Um, I don't mind New Jersey one here tonight. I think it's my favorite line in this game by quite a bit. And like I said, not my favorite like top end line here tonight, but they are one of the top end lines I'll be considering for my single entry. Did you watch any of the Rangers Blue Jackets game on Tuesday? No. <laughs> Rangers gave up eight. Eight odd man rushes to the Blue Jackets. If they do that against the Devils, Igor's going to get lit up. Yeah, it's just it's just a fact. Philadelphia Flyers with a two point nine total heading into Ottawa. The Senators have a three point seven total. Felix Sandstrom, Cam Talbot confirmed. Here we are with the Senators. I like them again. Surprise, surprise. I like that top line. They're coming in with less ownership than the second line. I guess it's a price thing, obviously. Like, Debrinkat and Batherson's price have come down. But I much prefer the top line. Um, I know we'll get to the defenseman at the end here, but uh, Chabot and Chikrin are out. So Sanderson's going to be on the top power play. He's going to play a boatload of minutes. So I, it's not a shock. Like, I love the Senators for DFS. I'm on them again. Yeah, I mean – I do like the spot for Ottawa here tonight. Don't get me wrong. Um, it is a really good spot with Philadelphia in town, especially uh, for the power play, right? Like one thing that we've talked about lately is that Philadelphia's penalty kill, which had been a strength for them basically up until the all-star game has been a weakness now for a couple months. And it's been amongst the worst in the NHL over like the last six weeks. So uh, where Ottawa has been so power play reliant this season but with a really good power play, um, it would seem to indicate to us that it would be a good spot for them here tonight. Um, one thing I will say is, like, losing Thomas Shabbat, I think, makes a difference here. Like, I would still expect the top line to be pretty good offensively, but Shabbat is probably their best puck-moving defenseman. You know what I mean? Like, losing him, it would help with Sanderson's value, and it would help with the power play. I just don't know if it helps them at five on five. All that aside, I'm with you. I really like Ottawa one here tonight. This is one of the premier lines that I am considering. Um, 3.3 expected goals, 3.7 actual goals per 60 minutes at five on five over the last three weeks. Um, you know, even Closure Rue, he's been on the top power play, I think, like once or twice over his last 10 games, but he's still averaging three shots a game, even though he's not getting top power play minutes. So, like, 
he's not a guy you have to leave off the stack either, even though he's not on the power play with them. Um, you know, going into that Philly top line against Morgan Frost, I'm assuming that'll be the matchup. Like that doesn't concern me going up, you know, going up against Morgan Frost and Joel Faraby. Um, their defensive numbers have been fine this season, but it was a lot earlier in the season. It's not been, they haven't played a lot lately. Um, so I do like Ottawa one here. The, the second line has been struggling quite a bit for Ottawa is kind of the problem. Like um, 41% shot attempt share over the last three weeks for that Ottawa second line. They're kind of getting run over. So it's Ottawa one for me. Uh, on the Philly side, I don't mind um, that uh, second line a little bit, that Allison Cates line. But like you get Cates on the top power play unit. You get Lawton, who's fine offensively, but, you know, like, I don't know if there's anybody on that line that's going to average two and a half shots per game over a full season for their career. You know what I mean? Like, there's just nobody really good offensively, even though it's a pretty good matchup. So, you know, if you want to do like a two-man uh, from that Philly second line, you know, do like a... Uh, um, did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. Oh, I'm blanking here, sorry. Like, like a lot in Kate's or something like that. I think that's fine, especially with Kate's getting in the top power play minutes, but... Like with Tortorella messing with their lines pretty much every single game, it's just hard to rely on a certain like combination. So I, I prefer one-offs, like one-off Tippett, one-off Frost, something like that, rather than stacking anything from the Flyers. Yeah, it's really hard to stack the Flyers. You never know what's going to happen. So yeah, one-offs is the route to go there. I don't want to sound like a Sens sympathizer, but Eric Branstrom's a pretty good puck mover. Yeah, he is. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Love me some sense. Um, as we mentioned off the top, we are sponsored by Bet365. And you know what? The best way to take money from the books? Take advantage of their promos. And we got a great one for you. Bet $1. Get 200 in bonus bets at Bet365. Deposit required. Uh, bonus bet winnings are added to the bonus bet balance. Easy enough. Uh, click the link in the description below. You have to do that. The most important part, click the link in the description below, sign up, deposit, bet $1 on literally anything. You get $200 in free bonus bets. This is available in New Jersey, Colorado, Ohio, and Virginia. So if you're in those states, please take advantage of that. And in most states, the legal age for gambling is 21. So if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. National Predators with a 2.7 total. Heading into Pittsburgh, the Penguins have a 3.7 total. UC Saros is probable. Tristan Jari is confirmed. Okay, 
<laughs> Both these teams are a dumpster fire defensively. We have been off the chalk predators here for forever. They are not chalk tonight. Novak Evangelista Sherwood. Hear me out. They're 13K. They're coming in around 1.5%. You get two guys on the top power play unit. Penguins have been bad defensively. Their penalty kills bad. 2.7 total on the road for this Nashville team is pretty astounding, honestly. <laughs> so, like, I don't mind that line. Obviously, this is a Pittsburgh game, and I think the Pittsburgh top line is in a very good spot. But, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'd much prefer if Raquel was on that top line over Rust. But I still think this is a pretty good spot. And, you know, the Penguins' power play has been awful, but the Predators' penalty kill is awful. So something has to give there. So, like, I I just don't want to – the ownership is the problem for the Penguins for me. Around 15% for that line. If it was Raquel, Crosby and Gensel, I'd say, yeah, yeah, we can do that. But with Rust there, that ownership – I think I'd rather just play the Sens, but I do have some interest in that Nashville line. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I did too. I thought I'd be on Nashville Island. Um, that Novak line, you know, they are a little bit porous defensively, but they're at least above average offensively by their expected goals generation, which, like you said, feels like a miracle on this Nashville <laughs> team. Like, I don't, I don't want to slight the Predators, but, like, you know, think of all the players that they've lost either through trade or through injury. They still don't have Roman Yossi back. Um, to be above average is like really, really good. Like, you know, it's like finding out when Nick Suzuki and Harvey Pinard were above average offensively on the halves. It's like, how'd that happen? <laughs> um, one thing is, you know, Tommy Novak, we've mentioned it before, really good scoring chance contributions at five on five this year. He's a guy that's showed well basically all season long. This isn't just like a good three week stretch for him or something like that. Um, you know, Luke Evangelista has 19 shots in his last five games, almost five shots per game. Um, he has, um, I think it's like 2.7 shots per game since he got to the NHL, which like rookies don't do that usually. So they're playing pretty well. There's no matchup concern on the on the Pittsburgh side. Like you said, their defense is pretty bad. Um, I kind of don't mind that Nashville uh, Evangelista Novak Sherwood line. I'm, I'm with you, especially if they somehow avoid the Crosby matchup. I don't think they will, but I think there's a chance they could. Uh, so I'm with you. I don't mind that Novak line as a filler here tonight. What to do on the Pittsburgh side is the other question, because it's it's just the same problem over and over with that top line with Russ there. They're generating a ton, but the shooting percentage just isn't turning around. Uh, four expected goals per 60 minutes of five and five over the last three weeks. Like they are generating a lot. Um, they're just not finishing. Um, if they ever do start finishing, they are going to fill the net. And that's what worries me is they that all the regression could come in one game. I forget who, what, I think it was Ottawa did that maybe like two months ago or something like that. Basically they scored like eight goals at home and the top line was in on like five or six of them. And, all the regression hit at once. And I also did that a couple weeks ago against the Sabres. Thank God it was on the main slate. Yeah. Yeah. They scored seven goals on the road in Buffalo or something yeah. like that. Um, so if that regression does regress positively, it could happen real fast. And that's what makes me nervous about fading Pittsburgh. Um, at the same time, 
Yeah, the national penalty kill has typically not been great, but Saros has been pretty strong on the penalty kill basically all season. And that's what worries me here is I'm at the point where I think I'd rather play Saros than play Pittsburgh. And Sorry. yeah, so that's that's just kind of my thing. Like, I have no problem playing Pitts, either of the Pittsburgh top two lines here uh, at all, um, especially with Raquel being moved back to the second line and yeah. mercifully moving Granlin back down the lineup. Um you know, if you want to do a power play stack, that's fine. I would probably just go to the top line, Crosby, Gensel, and Rust. But like I said, I think I'd rather play Saros, and I don't mind that Novak's line as a filler here. Yeah, we always say, like, oh, you know, we don't like stacking against Igor. I don't know why we haven't got there with Saros. Like, yeah, the National Predators team is atrocious defensively. It's not like the Rangers are juggernauts defensively. The Rangers are awful defensively. I'm telling you, uh, at the end of the season, I'm going to go back, and I'm pretty sure UC Saros is going to be my most used goalie this season because he's always 7,200, and it's not often um, that he really just kind of blows up, right? Like, yes, obviously he does have bad games. Every goalie does. But, like, I was looking through his game log earlier. I think he has one game where he finished in the negatives um, since Halloween. Like, this isn't a guy that's that's getting lit up very often. Like I said, I think I prefer Soros here. Yeah. Washington Capitals with a 2.7 total heading into Tampa Bay. The Lightning have a 3.7 total. Charlie Lindgren, Andre Vasilevsky are probable. Once again, we don't have Tampa Bay lines. Once again, on Tuesday, they put Stamkos back on that top line, and they had a big game. Not thanks to Stamkos, thanks to Braden Point. Um, if Stamkos is up there, I know you had some shot regression concerns about Stamkos, but they're coming in at 4%. This Capitals team, not very good defensively. I know we haven't been on Boston and Tampa too much recently, but like, this feels like a good spot to play Tampa. Yeah, it does. I agree with you. Here's the thing though, is we have Edmonton on this slate a little bit later and we'll get yeah. to them. They're like, they're a little bit more expensive. Like Edmonton's top line is $1,200 more expensive, but they're coming in at the, you know, basically the same ownership. And uh, well, I don't know, like you can kind of rely on Edmonton. Um, the point I was making about Stamkos is the shot generation problem. I was looking pre and post all-star break uh, before the all-star break. He was, uh, just under 20 shot attempts per 60 minutes of five on five since the all-star break. It's been closer to 15, which means he was shooting 30% more often in October, November, December, and January than he has been in February and March. That's a problem. And it bears out. If you look at the top line, the top line Kucherov point Stamkos in the month of March, 2.3 expected goals for per 60 minutes of five on five. Now, they're actually scoring because they're shooting like 19%, uh, which is way too high to be anywhere as close to sustainable. Um, And if you cut that in half, it would bring them down to about league average and would bring their goal scoring to about league average. Like they're not generating anything extra. They're about league average by generation. That's a problem. So uh, I'm not going to say don't play Tampa, they're perfectly fine to play. Whenever Kucherov points Stamkos are together, they're perfectly fine to play in almost any single matchup. Uh, tonight is not an exception. 
um, especially where they're probably going to see a fair bit of that Strom, Ovechkin, Wilson line, which has been really bad defensively. Uh, so I don't mind. I don't have a problem with Tampa. I just think like we're getting to the point where we have two months of Stamkos and a severe downturn in his shot rate. And that's concerning to me because a downturn in shot rate can mean a lot of things. It could mean just doesn't feel like shooting. Maybe they are just kind of, you know, waiting it out until playoffs. Could mean that there's an underlying injury that they're not being honest with us about. That's what kind of concerns me. So I'm going to be honest. I think I'm out on Tampa. Like I said, if you're playing a lot of lineups, you're like you're probably getting some Tampa one in. I just think I would probably rather go play Edmonton. That's just where I am. On the Washington side, like, you know, Tampa has been struggling a lot defensively. Um, it has been basically all their lines that have been struggling. There's not much ownership coming in on Washington one here. Strom, yeah, Strom, Strom, Ovechkin, and Wilson are coming in at 0.2 pr- projected ownership, uh, 0.2 percent. They're not my. They're not priced super expensive, so I think they're fine to play. Um, you know, if you want just one off Ovechkin, I certainly understand that. Uh, but they are generating like 3.4 expected goals per season. <laughs> they got put together uh, four and a half actual goals. Ovechkin has 19 shots and seven points in his last five games. They're still generating. They just suck defensively. <laughs> like that's the only problem. I, I honestly, including price and, and all that, I, I think I prefer the Washington side to the Tampa side here. Yeah. I think Ovechkin's a pretty good one off tonight. And in regards to Tampa, as our pal, the immortal Matt Niehaus would say, you're shitting in my pancakes. I think they're okay play tonight. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, you know what it is, though? Over the past, like, few months, we play Tampa Bay, right? And at, like, 745, you see all these people in chat going, is, T- is Tampa going to shoot the puck? So I think you might be onto something here. Maybe I should listen. Let me, let me jot that down. Carolina Hurricanes with a 3.5 total heading into Detroit. The Red Wings have a 2.5 total. Freddie Anderson is probable. Alex Nedeljkovic is confirmed. Here we are with Detroit 1 again. I don't think this is the best time to go back to them. Carolina is still very good defensively. Um, It doesn't really matter what line they go out against. I just think it's a tough matchup for for Detroit 1. If you want to get to them in MME, I think, you know, if they get into your, your runs organically, that's something I would leave in. I wouldn't, you know, force them out. On the Carolina side, I was talking with someone about this this morning. Like, this seems like a good power play spot. But over the last 10 games, he's in our Discord, actually. We'll give him a shout-out, KJ. Um, he was saying that they are, over the last 10 games, they're one of the lowest expected goals against on the penalty kill, um, which means it's not just a hot goalie run. And then you take the Hurricanes, for instance, they lost, they lose Svechnikov, so that, you know, and then they have to go to this two defenseman unit with Burns and Ghost on there. So, like, I, I like the Hurricanes tonight. I just don't know if I love them and I'm going to play them in one to three. Yeah, I don't love the Hurricanes tonight. Um, you know, sometimes, like, we have to point out when players have changed because that is something that's, I think, kind of underutilized um, in all types of fantasy, um, NHL especially, is roles change, players change. Players get better and worse over the course of one season. It's not just, you know, one season to the next. 
Andrew Kopp was a guy that we made fun of quite a bit on this show uh, through the first four months of the season. Was one of our favorite punching bags. But I was we were talking about this in our Discord earlier today. Again, um, his expected goals against numbers have improved dramatically over the last two months. To the point now where his expected goal share is better than Dylan Larkin's um, over the last month. And Kopp and Raymond together over their last 80 minutes together, which is about six or seven games worth of ice time, 2.2 expected goals against, which is better than the league average. And that's the matchup Carolina 1 is going to go into. Now, I think it's still fine for two reasons. One, Detroit, um, their penalty kill is kind of mid, like middle of the league typically. Um, it has fluctuated up and down, but that's left them in the middle of the league. Typically, uh, Carolina's power play is seemingly changing um, every single game. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to first choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Uh, but it's Alex Nedeljkovic in that is 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 the big one, right? Um, he was in the AHL for a reason. He's just he just hasn't been playing well. Um, th- that would be the reason to go with Carolina one. I'm going to be honest. I don't have any interest in stacking either side of this game. Um, it's going to be copping against Carolina one, which I think is a bad matchup at this moment for both lines. And then it's going to be Detroit one against the Kakaniemi line and Kakaniemi and Tara Vinen, arguably the best defensive line in hockey this year. And that's not hyperbole 1.3 expected goals against per 60 minutes in 150 minutes together without Sveshnikov or Natchez on the wing. So if you take off the elite wingers, doesn't matter who you put there. Their expected goals against numbers, their defensive numbers, are half the league average. Uh, I'm going to save a lot of time here. Like, I'm not stacking anything. I think the, the game to stack Detroit was the last game, obviously. And uh, I'm just getting worried about Carolina scoring in general. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't really love this game. Let's get to a game that no one should love, but it seems important. St. Louis Blues with a 3.4 total <laughs> to Chicago. The Blackhawks have a three total. Jordan Bennington probable. Peter Mrazek confirmed. Pavel Buchnevich out. Robert Thomas out. St. Louis going with the top line of Shen Saad Verana. Kapanen, Kasperi Kapanen is now the second line center. No, I think they said Blaze is going to be the center. Yeah, that's like putting lipstick on a pig. Still a pig. But uh you were mentioning in the chat this morning that like the blues at five on five, what was it? 
High scoring team in the month of March at five on five per on a per minute basis. <laughs> Thank you, Yakub. It has to be Vrana. Vrana's the man at five on five. But man, like this Blues team is just atrocious. Jordan Bennington, if he starts, you never know if he's going to make it through a game. He might like try to decapitate a referee. We just don't know. Um, I, I think you have to kind of consider the Hawks here. The problem is they're way over owned for my taste. Like we talk about fading chalk Nashville, man. You, <sighs> 12% Tyler Johnson in 2023, 11% Jason Dickinson in this economy. Like, I don't know. Like I like the Hawks, but I don't like the ownership. Yeah. I, I, I made that mistake <laughs> earlier. I, I dropped that in our discord. I was like, do we have to consider playing the Chicago Blackhawks tonight? But at that point I hadn't looked at the, the top stacks ownership yet. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, no, uh, no. It's yeah, this is just Nashville, you know, at home to Arizona a month ago, all over again. Um, you know, I'll actually bring it up so everybody can see our top stacks tool. Uh, the top two stack percentage for the Chicago top lines 1.1 percent, their ownership's over 10 percent. Um, the top two stack percentage for the Chicago second line is 0.8 percent, and their ownership is 5.8 percent. Which means the top two stack combined top two stack probability is under two percent, and the combined ownership is about sixteen percent. It's just a pass. Like it, it is a good it would especially with Buchnevich. Like Thomas is whatever defensively, but especially with Buchnevich out. Yeah, yes, it is a good matchup for Chicago. There's no doubting that. I'm just not playing them at that ownership. It's that's just it's just one of those things I will almost never ever do. Tonight is no exception. So then you look at the St. Louis side, like Vrana Shen side, 2.6% top two percentage, five and a half percent ownership over owned, but it's not extreme. And Shen and Vrana have been generating at five on five, 2.7 expected goals for 4.4 actual goals for shooting 10.6%, like 10.6% of five on five is a little high. But the league average is like 8.7. You'll see, you know, you'll see teams finish around 9.8, 9.7, like shooting 10.6 over the course of a handful of games. Like that's not that big of a deal. Uh, Shannon Vrana at the very least should be on the top power play unit. I assume with Thomas and Buchnevich out, they have to see a bump in minutes, right? Someone's like, got to play. <laughs> you know, they haven't been playing a ton lately. I just have a hard time believing they're going to be like, you know what, Logan Brown, you get 19 minutes tonight. Like Alexi Torpachanko, you're getting 20. Yeah, so I like that Shen Saad Vrana line. Like, I know they're coming; they're more expensive than Chicago by a few thousand, even a few thousand dollars more expensive. I would flat straight up rather play them than any of the Chicago lines. What I will say is that Chicago hasn't been bad defensively. Their top line, 2.3 expected goals against over the last 90 minutes. Even Athanasiu and Reichel, over the last three weeks, 2.6 expected goals against. It's basically league average. So I think Shen, Shen, Vrana, and Saad is my favorite stack in this game by quite a bit. Uh, But I think this is a game where I'm going to be picking one-offs more than flat-out stacking, and I am certainly not stacking Chicago. Yeah, if it was uh, Stalock and Net, which is weird to say because Stalock has had a very good season, I'd be like, eh, don't really want to, you know, even one off. But, you know, Peter Mrazek hasn't been great. I don't mind a one off Rana. You can two man with Shen and Vrana. I think you can leave Sod off and just go about your day. 
MLB is back, everybody. We can celebrate it. We're going to sell. It's celebration, bitches. Uh, 50% off monthly stochastic platinum subscription. You got to click the link in the description below. Okay. If you click the link in the description below, it will auto-generate the code for you. You don't have to enter any code. You just click the link in the description. Blah, code goes in. And it's a limited time deal. Gets you access to everything Stochastic has to offer. Projections, ownership, lineup generator, and the Boom Bust tool. Doesn't include Pick'em Pro or Bet Pro. You got three more days to take advantage of this. So make sure to click that link in the description. 50% off platinum subscriptions. Code gets auto-generated. Los Angeles Kings, 3.1 total. Heading into Edmonton, the Oilers have a 3.8 total. Junis Corpisalo confirmed. Stuart Skinner, probable. Doesn't really matter. Like, the Oilers' goaltending has been atrocious lately. The Lions' last game, I think, were McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, Hyman. Second line of Drysaddle and Kane. So they kind of split up McDavid and Kane, which is nice. But now Kane is with Drysaddle and Yamamoto and they haven't had good numbers. Um, very tough matchup at five on five for the Oilers. Now they're not getting a lot of ownership, but the Kings penalty kill has not been great for whatever reason. And you play the Oilers for the power play anyway. So I think low owned Oilers here is a spicy meatball. Uh, on the flip side, the Kings are getting absolutely no ownership. Not sure why. I like that second line a lot. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you mentioned um, that ownership because, yes, there is not that much coming in uh, on Los Angeles. Uh, the second line under 1%, the top line under 1%. Um, the second line is coming in with a much higher top two stack probability. They are more expensive, so that's part of it. I do like Kings 2 here. Uh, the Fiala, Arvidsson, Deneau line, there's a number of reasons. Allow me to go through them. Uh, the first one is they've been pretty good since Kevin Fiala got there. 130 minutes together, 3.1 expected goals for, 3.3 actual goals for. That's the difference that he makes versus Trevor Moore. I'm not slagging Trevor Moore here. He's a good player. He's a guy I would certainly want in my middle six if I was the coach of a team. But I would want Kevin Fiala if I want somebody that can help people score because Kevin Fiala is a tremendous dual threat shooter and playmaker. Um, he's basically ad added 30% to their goal scoring since he got there. And they are playing reasonable minutes all around 16 and a half, 17 and a half minutes. It's not heavy, but they're not priced like a, like they're playing 20 minutes a night either. Um the second power play unit, which is where most of these guys are, Fiala's on the top unit, but most of the guys are on the second unit, has been excellent basically the entire season, uh, but especially since, um, you know, guys like uh, Moore and Kaliev and all, all them got back in the lineup because they were injured there for a while. So Kings 2 has is pretty good, is really good at 5-on-5, five five, is really good on the power play. The Oilers... Um, take a lot of penalties. I think they're sixth or seventh in time shorthanded per game this season. The Oilers' penalty kill is not good. And that all lines up really well for the Kings' second line. So I do like Kings too here. And beyond that, it's a good matchup for them at five on five. Um, great matchup for them at five on five. Yamamoto and Dreisaitl are awful together defensively. Um, the three, the, the line as a trio, 3.9 expected goals against per 60 minutes of five on five. Um, 
the only thing that's saving them is 940 goaltending. Now, you were talking about how the goaltending has been bad lately. This line hasn't been a thing lately. I'll be very interested to see how the goaltending holds up if this line is giving up four expected goals against every 60 minutes of five on five. So it is a really, really good matchup for Kings 2. I like Kings 2 a lot here tonight. I know they're expensive. I think the guy I would leave off is to know if I was going to leave somebody off. But I like that line. Good matchup at even strength. Good matchup at 5-on-5. They have been really good themselves. And there's no ownership coming in on them. So Kings 2 is one of those like middle price lines. Like that 15-18k to range. Uh, That's They're near the top of my list um, in that range. As far as Edmonton goes... Like the Kings top line is tremendous defensively at five on five. The Kings are not that good on the penalty kill and they are also above average by time shorthanded and Edmonton top line. Like we said earlier, coming in about four to 5% ownership. Now that's as a trio, the individual players will vary Um, like Connor McDavid's not going to be 4% owned, obviously. Uh, But they are generating a lot. 4.1 expected goals for 5.6 actual goals for per 60 minutes of five on five. They're like we said the other night how it was a bad power play matchup against Vegas because Vegas doesn't take any penalties. Vegas took three penalties and Edmonton scored three goals. (laughs) So like, you know, uh, I do really do like Edmonton won a lot here. They're at the top of my list for expensive lines here tonight. I put them above Tampa Bay. Um, I think considering price and ownership and all that, I think the Kings second line is my favorite line in this game. Same. And uh, who was it? Pete Blackburn. He had a tweet yesterday saying, Nugent Hopkins may have a 40-goal season and a 100-point season, and no one's talking about it. Like, Ryan Nugent Hopkins see, like quietly having an unbelievable season. Oh, that'll happen when you put up, like, 50 power play points. Yep. Anaheim Ducks, 2.4 total. Heading into Seattle. <laughs> I didn't have it queued up, so I had to go for it. Martin Jones is confirmed. Uh, John Gibson is probable. Seattle has a 4.1 total, by the way. Um, let's see here. Zegras could be out tonight. Who else is out? Well, Terry and, and Henrik are out. And yeah. it seemed like Zegras is going to be a game time decision. But and this is just how I read the quotes. It seemed like Zegers is going to be out tonight as well, but I don't think we're going to know for sure until warm-ups. Yeah. Not on the Ducks, unless Zegers is in. And that's a problem because it's a 10 p.m. game, Eastern. What to do with the Seattle side is the problem, right? I think there's not much ownership there in the first place, which is – Annoying. I wish like they were like 20% owned. I could be like fade, but like the ducks are just atrocious defensively. They're missing their three best offensive players. I guess you have to decide between the McCann line and the Tolvanen line. I think both are fine. I guess pick your poison there. I, I, I can never get excited about playing Seattle. Yeah. Um, I agree with you, but um, we're going to have to at least consider them considering that total. Uh, yeah. Like uh, I'm just, I'm just going to say I have no interest in Anaheim. Like at, at the best of times, we only had interest in Anaheim when Henrik Segers and Terry were playing together. And now all three might be out here tonight. So no, I don't have any interest in Anaheim on the Seattle side. Um, 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. There is ownership coming in on them, but there's not a ton of ownership coming in on them, which I think makes sense when you consider that they do spread out the ice time a little bit. Um you know, especially with Anaheim in town, like if Seattle gets up three nothing, like I think you could see even more spread out ice time. Uh, McCann Beneers Eberly has been generating pretty well: two point six expected goals, three point one actual goals over the last three weeks, shooting about league average by percentage. Uh, they're generating a lot of shot attempts, not a lot of quality. It kind of reminds me of St. Louis of recent seasons, where not necessarily last year, but prior to that, you would have, you know, some guys generate a lot of shot attempts, not a lot of expected goals, but it was just the system they played that really, really focused on sharp angle, empty nets and stuff like that. Um, that's kind of the way Seattle is. It can make for some very frustrating games. Um, I'm on the uh, Tolvin and Gord Bjorkstrand line here again. The reason for that is you get two out of the three guys on the top power play unit, and they're coming in uh, a lot cheaper uh, than the Seattle top line. So Gord Tolvin and Bjorkstrand, they're still generating in the month of March, 2.3 expected goals, not great, but 3.9 actual goals and controlling uh, something like 64% of the expected goals shared. Like they're just running over the opposition. They're going to run over Anaheim here tonight. You get two guys on the top power play unit. It's the Gord line for me, but... um, I think there's at least three playable lines on the Seattle side. Yeah, maybe even four, because, like, what's his name? Keeps scoring. Daniel Sprong. Just a goal scorer. No, you don't have to play Sprong. He's 4K on the fourth line. Don't take that seriously. He plays, like, 11 minutes. Vegas Golden Knights with a 3.7 total heading into San Jose. The Sharks have a 2.9 total. Laurent Brossois, James Reimer, coming off a 42-save shutout, is confirmed. This game sucks. <laughs> uh, every time you get excited to play the Golden Knights, the other line that you didn't play scores, I guess like three and a half percent Vegas one is in a pretty good spot here. It's kind of silly that Marshall's not on the top power play unit, but you know, whatever. Um, I, I think, you know, the Vegas top line is in play. They're coming in with way, way less owned than the Couture line, which doesn't make sense to me. I like Brossois. I like. I mean, like, okay, it does make sense to me. Like the Golden Knights, five on five, not very good defensively, especially on the road. I mean, like Nicholas Roy coming back at home can dictate matchups, but like that that Barbashev line is just not very good defensively. But I don't know. I like Vegas one here. Yeah, I'm gonna start on the San Jose side. 
a couple things. One, they sent Andrew Agazino down. He had been playing with Logan Couture to call up Thomas Bordalo, who is probably their top prospect outside of William Eklund. Um, the problem is Bordalo is not in the DK player pool. Kel Spreeze. Um so we don't know, or we don't, we like, we just can't play that San Jose line because yeah. uh, Bordalo is not in the player pool. And I don't know how they're going to do the line matching now. They, I didn't think they were going to send out William Eklund against top comp, but then they sent out William Eklund against top comp. So I think they might do the same with Bordalo and Couture here. Um, like, I just don't have interest in San Jose. Like, I, I like, I don't know what to say here. But this, this, there's just nothing left on this team to get excited about. Even calling up Thomas Bordalo, maybe once he's in the player pool, we'll have that conversation. But he's not even in the player pool, so what are we going to do here? Like, one-off Thomas Hurdle? Go ahead if you want. Uh, no interest in the Sharks. The, on the Vegas side, um, the Kessel Amadio line is something that's kind of tickling my fancy because they are so cheap. But here's the problem. Unless you're playing Tampa or Edmonton, why would you need to play that line, right? Like there's just nobody else that's so expensive where you need a line that's under 10K. So even though they are generating quite a bit at 5 5 at least Kessel and Amadio are, uh, I just don't think that there's any need to play them tonight unless you're playing Edmonton or Tampa Bay. I just want to mention them because they are like, you know, fairly cheap. Uh, they have been able to generate. There's no ownership. It's San Jose. Like, who cares? Um, I just want to mention them because I think if you are playing super expensive stacks, they are playable because they have been fine. But it is the Vegas top line. Like, it is Barbashev, Eichel, and Marsha. So, you're right. I'd like to see Mar Marceau in the top power play unit, but it is what it is. They have been generating 2.8 expected goals, 5.1 actual goals, shooting 15.5%. Now, that's high, obviously. But if you normalize that a little bit, bring it down to 10%, they're still scoring 3.4, 3.3 goals per 60 minutes. So, like, they are generating. And there's no matchup that, that's a concern. Uh, on the San Jose side. So I really do like Vegas one here. They're another one of those mid mid priced ish on the higher end, but still one of those mid price lines that I'm uh, looking at heavily here tonight. Yeah. This actually is a pretty interesting slate. I know the slate on Tuesday was just like 10 games of garbage. There's actually some interesting stuff here. So yeah, got to talk about these, these defensemen and goalies for a little bit. Oh, there could be some interesting uh, defenseman plays on Ottawa here. Who are you liking? Yeah, I, I mean, we got to shout out Evan Bouchard again. Yeah, this guy is thir I, I think it's thirteen points in thirteen games, and he's still priced less than Travis Hamonic. <laughs> Anyways, Evan Bouchard at the top of the list with a bullet. Um, for cheap guys, there's three guys under the three K mark on DraftKings. I'm looking at Christensen from Columbus. He'll play like 18, 19 minutes. He's probably going to have to block a lot of shots facing Boston. Uh, your cousin, Jordan Harris. Uh, in Montreal. Montreal, like it's going to be a high-paced matchup against Florida. I think he's 2,700. So, you know, playing 18, 18 minutes, just fine. And Nico Mikola from the Rangers as well. Again, one of those 18, 19-minute guys uh, that's priced around 2,600. So uh, those three for cheap. And Artem Zub, sorry. He's another one of those sub 3K guys. Like with Chikrin and, and Shabbat out, somebody's got to play the minutes. Uh, our boy, the zoo, don't mind him. Uh, for other cheap guys, Ryan McDonough from Nashville, Ryan Graves from New Jersey, 
Uh, Caleb Jones from Chicago. Should mention, they said Seth Jones was sick for Chicago. Uh, I expect he'll play, but it's the end of the season. He might not, you know, they might not want to push it or anything like that. So watch out for Seth Jones at warm up. For the mid price guys, I mean, it's Jake Sanderson at the top of the bullet, right? Um, running the top Ottawa power play unit. No Chikra, no Shabbat in the lineup. Sanderson's probably going to have to play 25 plus minutes here. Uh, so Sanderson back in the Gustav Forsling train from uh, Florida. I'd rather play. I'd still rather play him over Ekblad, even though Ekblad's on the top back on the top power play unit. Uh, Hampus Lindholm from Boston, Vinny Dunn from Seattle, uh, Mikhail Sergachev from Tampa Bay. Uh, for the expensive guys, Chris Letang obviously for Pittsburgh, Brandon Montour uh, for Florida. Even though I'm less excited about Montour now that Ekblad's back on the top power play unit. Alex Petrangelo is the guy that's interesting to me because it's a great, great matchup against San Jose. Um, Shea Theodore's injured, so he's going to be out of the lineup. So Petrangelo could, like, I think he played both halves of the power play last game after uh, Theodore got hurt. So Petrangelo could see a bump in ice time, bump in power play ice time, et cetera, et cetera. But it's San Jose, right? Like, if they're in a 3 nothing lead in the th- – Second period is Petrangelo going to play like twenty six minutes? Like I, I, I have my doubts. I, 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 get, I like Petrangelo a lot here tonight. Um, I'm just worried that I'm overestimating his minutes. That's just kind of my only concern. Yeah, I think that's why you could play Haig or White Cloud. They probably see a bump. Also, on the flip side of that game, Jacob McDonald, McDonald, twenty six hundred. He's been playing sixteen to eighteen minutes on the third pair. He's a he's on the second power play unit. Not a big deal there, but twenty six hundred. He does shoot the puck, so don't mind that. Now I'm going through goalies here. There's not many like mid range goalies that I really like. Um, you know, like in the high mid to high sevens. Mostly cheap guys that I like. Again, shocker. Like I love cheap guys. Like Igor seventy three hundred. Saros sticks out at seventy four hundred. Um, if I'm spending up, like I think Vasilevsky at 8K, uh, Linus Olmark per cash at 8,500, do we have to consider Party Marty at 8,300? I mean, you can consider him at 8,300 <laughs> if you want. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I do want to mention uh, Alex Nadelkovic. I know I slammed him earlier in the show, but I'll, any goalie. Yeah, any goalie. At 6,800 at home against the Carolina Hurricanes is going to draw my attention. Uh, that Gusta from or whatever his name is from Florida, just keep an eye on who starts for Florida. That might be a 6,500 goalie. The only other guy I'll mention is old Stewie Skinner. Um, I know he's had a couple rough games in a row, but he's generally been pretty good over the last two years. Uh, and he's also cheap at home tonight, 7,300 to Los Angeles. Yeah, goalie's kind of weird. You're either up or down. There's nothing really in the middle besides Yari. And no, not going to play Yari. Uh, who are you liking for your hat trick pick? I'm going to go with a, an elder statesman uh, in the NHL, but to a game that both of, both you and I are, are uh, kind of one of the games that we're targeting. I'm going Claude Giroux from Ottawa. Very nice. I'm going to now see. It's funny because I thought you were going to go Kings here. So I had an Ottawa Senator pick. I'm not going to tell you which one because it was just out of control. I'm going to go with Victor Arvidsson. Oh, I like that. Hopefully, hopefully he does. Like, love yeah. the Kings here tonight. Uh, yeah, me too. 
also love the Saints. But uh, I don't know if I can fit them. If I can, I will. So there's my lineup. If I can jam them in, I will. <laughs> um, Ottawa, Los Angeles. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back on Tuesday. We got five shows left of the season, but we'll be back on Tuesday. It should be a big slate. GPPs could be another question, but uh, good luck, everybody. We'll see you in Discord. Hopefully, uh, y'all win some money. Good luck tonight, everyone. Enjoy the baseball and enjoy WrestleMania this weekend. High five. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.